And now, an Elevate Life Radio exclusive, Cephas. is going on everybody elevate life radio in the building just james p ray and oh man we got a special guest in the house by the name of cephas cephas what up yo what up y'all appreciate you guys having me with you tonight man yeah now now let me let me uh ask this first of all i did pronounce the name right yeah you did you're one of the few so i appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> I know there's a little bit of controversy with that. So. I feel like if I didn't say my own name on record, nobody would ever know how I wanted it pronounced. <laughs> I've had everybody, man. I've had like Christian Greek scholars DMing me like, um, just to let you know, the official pronunciation is. I'm like, okay, thanks, bro. God bless. <laughs> yeah, we did a little so, bit of research ourselves to make sure we got that right. Because I, uh, I know <laughs> listening to the albums, I think uh, I forgot who it was. They said uh, it. Jephiah, man. Jephiah said Cephas. Jeff- Jeff- Fire said Cephas. <laughs> yeah, he did. I roasted him for it, too. <laughs> now, what he didn't realize is that behind the scenes, I was saying his name wrong, too. And Dayton, like, corrected me multiple times. and was like, bro, you got to say his name right. You can't be saying his name wrong. And then he put the first son to album say my name wrong. It was the irony was too much, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so speaking of that, man, that your your new album, man, talk a little bit about that resistance. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, that's a real statement right off the bat. You know? Oh yeah, definitely, man. I, I'd say right off the bat, that's definitely gotta be considered an album of the year type of album, man. It's just because of the diversity in it and the sounds and the and the fact that you are producing it all entirely by yourself, adding these different elements, the different sounds. Like my brother, we were talking about it last week when we were talking about how like it's not just a boom bap hip-hop album there's different elements to this album you got funk in there you got you got a little bit of reggae sound is in there you know and it's just all put together just masterfully and so just kudos to that man but yeah that, listen, that sounds like somebody that sat with it and actually listened to it front to back which i'm always honored when somebody just sits with one of my projects you know invest 40 minutes of their life <laughs> to listen to me front to back I, I always appreciate that so thanks for that man i appreciate y'all taking a listen to it like that real oh yeah man. it's an honor oh yeah definitely man you know and so you know we just want to talk about the new album like what what went in the process of you you know putting together this album like you know we just shared that you produced it all by yourself i've seen you sharing videos on instagram you're talking kind of showing up behind the scenes into some of the production behind that and whatnot and so if you could just share and elaborate a little bit with us like how what was what went in with the process of putting together this album the resistance yeah so i started off thinking to myself hey do i ever want to be booked again or not and my answer was no and so i 
said, okay, cool. I'll make an album where I talk about all the conspiracy theory stuff that I believe. So I <laughs> I shot myself in the foot. I was like, hey, do you ever want to have a career in CHH again? No, cool. Talk about all the conspiracies you believe in. Perfect. So I said, all right, cool. We're going to name it The Resistance. We're going to put Moderna and Pfizer right on the cover. Yeah. We're not going to hold back at all. We're just going to go ahead and put ourselves out there. Yeah, I mean, this album basically is me just like saying like, all right, look, this is what I really truly believe all politics and Christianity aside and all churchism aside. I'm going to put all that aside. And I'm just going to say what I truly believe in the deepest depths of my heart is the truth. And if that alienates me, it alienates me. But I also felt like as much as it might alienate me, it'll also, big word, congeal. Wow, can you tell I like to read? Congeal, it, it'll solidify all the people who do believe what I believe. It's gonna just like embolden them, like make them go twice as hard. Like, oh, so I was like, yeah, that's what I really wanna do anyways. It's not like I'm Lecrae or anything. So it's not like I could get canceled. I'm, I'm not big enough to get canceled. So I was <laughs> like, all right, I might as well make that to my advantage. Like while I'm small and underground, I might as well just go for it. Say everything I always <laughs> wanted to say anyhow and unite the people who already believe what I believe and already, because if you believe what I believe, and if you've heard the record, you know what I'm talking about, then you already feel like an outsider. You already feel alienated. You already feel like not enough, you know, you're already wondering why the rest of the body of Christ isn't, like, isn't understanding what's actually happening. And so I wanted to just give people who felt like they were seeing things in the body, like they were seeing things in the world that were happening, like COVID, the vaccine shots, you know, them wanting to like basically a experimental drug that hasn't been properly tested down our throats, tell us that we're gonna lose our families, tell us that we can't gather together as family, that we can't gather together as churches, like what? And then <laughs> the craziest part of COVID was seeing the church's response to it. Yeah. Churches were lining up like, hey, <laughs> we just got this government money. Yeah. We're gonna open up our parking lot. If you need a jab, come on down. Like I was like, what? <laughs> and then there was pastors that were like, hey, you can't come worship with us unless you get the jab. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And yeah. I knew that Crazy. there was a little remnant of people that also felt the same way. So this album is right for them. It's not for anybody else. I've had multiple people hit me up and say, album's fantastic, but you lost me with this, or you lost me with that, or you lost me with this. I'm like, well, we were supposed to lose you then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. God bless. Maybe I opened up your mind a little bit maybe i planted a little seed in you and and that's all i could do is just plant a little seed pray over it and believe god for a harvest you know one plants the seed one waters the seed one harvests the seed but god brings the increase in all three stages and so this album was really just me defecting away from traditional chh and defecting away from traditional christianity and just being making a bold statement like this is the resistance mm -hmm. i'm making the official album for everybody that doesn't want to go along with the status quo well, and that's how we came to the resistance. That was really long-winded. Thank you for paying attention for that long. <laughs> We're all articulated, and hey, that's exactly what we was looking for too, mm -hmm, man. Mm -hmm, exactly. And, and you know, it's it's. Here's another thing that I love, especially uh, about good music, and, and and something that I feel kind of got has been getting lost a little bit is actually the whole concept of an album, and that's what you did, right? You you had your intros, your interlude. There was it was a lot of structure mm -hmm. to this album, and 
and man i really respect that and you know heard the, the little neural link in there you know all this all these little tidbits you know just <laughs> so it's like man it's it's just all around good stuff and i respect that man so uh kudos to you man much love for real because yeah. uh, it's needed you know and you're exactly right this isn't for everybody this is this ain't one of like you're going with the hype or whatever now nah, this is just straight giving it raw to you like this truth. is what it is you know like <laughs> truth music yeah there you go and speaking of truth music you know i know you you coming from the menace movement camp and and g-o-m and all them you know so how did that even how did that come about your your linking up with them so my link to menace god over money and everything is my connection to bumps hands so shout out oh, to my homie nice. mark okay. james yeah so them, mark yeah. and i come from the same exact city we both come from cleveland ohio and before him and i were saved bumps and i were doing secular hip-hop events together in the city of cleveland wow i got saved he got saved mm. we both kind of fell out from one another not knowing that each other got saved in that process wow i went to a christian bookstore went to the rap section the hip-hop section found a bumps in cd in it took it up to the front and said i think you got something wrong <laughs> this isn't a christian record and it's the guy the looked at me place. and chuckled he goes yeah it is i listen to everything we put out here <laughs> And I was like, what are you talking about, sir? And he said, this dude's saved now. I don't know what, what you thought. And anyways, I listened to the record and was like, what do you got? Now get this, Bumps, this is so far back in the day. This is when artists would put cell phone numbers on the inside covers of their CD. Oh yeah. <laughs> So it was a professional cover. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he. It's not like he wrote it in Sharpie. I mean, it was a really dope cover, and it was called "State of Emergency." It's actually a really dope mixtape. Yep. yep. Uh, shout out to Bumps, man. But anyway, that led me to hit him up. I said, "Bro, you're saved." He was like, "Bro, you're saved." And we started doing music together. And then next thing you know, he gets signed to God Over Money, and then he introduced me to Bizzle and everybody else. And then before now, ironically, that's how I got connected to God Over Money. But Dayton, before he even signed to God Over Money. One of my best friends hit me up when Dayton released this song called The Voice. Mm. I don't know, are, if you got, are you guys hip to that joint? If you're not, it's okay. It's one of his like deep songs, like way back in the day. He made a video for it, some real gritty East Coast hip hop. I mean, come on now. This is Dayton, like when he first got saved. So, you know, this is just as gritty hip hop as it gets, you know, no yep. trap or anything. Not that I'm hating on the trap, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It just grabbed me. I was yeah. like, whoa. And I was like, who is this dude? My boy sent me the link and was like, dude, this dude is raw. I was like, I ain't never heard of this dude. He was just like, yo, hit him up and see if he needs if he needs beats. I was like, all right. So I, I like hit him up. I think I hit Dayton up on Facebook, bro. Wow. Facebook. <laughs> I don't even know who uses Facebook anymore. But anyway, my, maybe my mom. I don't know. She's 70. She probably uses Facebook. But anyway, I DM'd him <laughs> and was like, yo, bro, like fan of your work. My boy sent me your video. Da, da, da. He hit me right back. I was like, bro, I know who you are. I was like, what do you mean you know who I am? He's like, bro, you produced this joint for bumps, this joint for... He was really clued in. I was like, yo. So we struck up a relationship from there. And that was like maybe 12, 13 years ago. And so we've been homies. You know, we never did a track together for probably eight years while being just close homies and both of us doing hip hop. And then when he got on the God of the Money, he talked to me about it and was like, should I do it? I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? And not that I was the official person giving him the, the, the yes, but I'm just saying like, you know, I was there for that decision. And then when he was, you know, thinking about Menace, he was talking to me about it and we were praying about it together and stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, our friendship has just kind of always been there. And now that, you know, I started Go Records and he helped me with Menace and everything, or, you know, you know, got me on Menace and then got me right off. 
start my own thing. Like that was kind of the way it was from the beginning. Like he was always like, bro, you should have your own label, you know, like, and I had Go Records before Menace, but he was just like, but yo, but you should absolutely join Menace, you know, same heart. Everybody on Menace has a heart for ministry first. That's like numero uno. Like, like being talented ain't enough. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. You can rap. Well, that's great. Oh, you don't have a heart for God. Well, sorry. You can't be on Menace. Like, Met, you have to have a heart for ministry and you got to have skill. So it was an honor to be a part of the collective and meet all those other guys. You know what I mean? Like, Stefan Otto, Nala Day. It's like, yeah. it was so cool to see that whole collective, like, from the inside. Like, you know, Dayton's hit me up, like, dude, should I sign this guy? Dude, should I sign that guy? Like, we're, we're sitting there listening to all these different artists, like, music, <laughs> like, trying to figure out, like, who we should. Ultimately, he made all the decisions, no question. But it was just cool when it all came together because we stood back and just kind of looked at it. We were like, dang, like, all these records that got put out on Menace are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even involved in, like, 75% of it, you know? So I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I, I, kudos to the whole squad, man. It was an honor to be with them, and, and now it's it's just me moving on, you know? Dayton always, we always knew that I would give Dayton two, three records and then establish myself with Go Records, and yeah. I probably should have established myself with maybe, like, some more gospel-friendly uh, CCM tracks, but I came out with the resistance instead for some reason, but hey, here we are. Man, that's awesome, man. Speaking on what you just shared, man, you know, uh, Dayton, he put out a video uh, recently, too, kind of explaining a little bit of what you just shared about that you fulfilled your contract with Menace Movement. He said that you literally, you banged out three albums like that. <laughs> and so like uh, now that, you know, you've, you're kind of moving into this next chapter now with go with, with your imprint, Go Go Records. Uh, what is your plans, I guess, going forward with Go Records? Are you planning on signing people? Or are you, where are you going to be going with that? I appreciate you asking. Yeah, shout out to D too, man. That was very kind of him to do that video. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I like how he cleared the air for everybody. I, I don't like social media. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm not like the biggest fan of it. I, I, I need to be like my biggest downfall is I need to be more relevant as far as this era is concerned and, and the consistency of my posting. So Dayton knew I was not like promoting the album that well. And he came on there graciously and was like, hey, guys, try <laughs> take a look at my boy's album. I know he was on my label. There's no hard feelings. This was the way it was from the beginning. Like, go show support. So shout out to Dayton for that. But I will say this. For Go Records, Go Records started a long time ago. But it's established in the Great Commission. You know, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. You know, every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall pray in new tongues. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and see him recover. So Go Records is charismatic in its roots. So I realize all my reform cats that are heavy in CHH are cringing right now, but that's okay. I still love you. But yeah, it's meant to be outreach focused. You know, it's meant to be going out into the world and really be kind of engaging with culture as opposed to just making music for Christians, I guess you could say. So so it's going to be aggressive. It's going to be like Peter was, you know, Cephas, Peter, you know, I'm kind of aggressive. I like cutting off ears. So it's, it's, it's an aggressive label. It's going to be a little bit more in your face, probably. But yeah, moving, I would love to sign people. But as of right now, I have zero plans and zero prospects. For me, what I'd like to do is I want to press this album to vinyl and I want to press all of the records that come out on Go Records. I want to press them all to physical. So whether that be CD, cassette, vinyl, everything that comes out on the label will have a physical release to go along with it. Okay. Um, I like collecting things, you know what I mean? And so I want to appeal to the collectors out there, you know, mm. the people, you know, who feel like they're kindred with me 
you know, might have that collector vibe about them. So I want to <laughs> provide them with that. Um, actually get a piece of physical artwork in your hand that you can look, look at, feel, touch. And so because of that, what I actually want to do is I want to retroactively go back in the CHH history. I want to find albums that I feel like haven't gotten the shine that they deserve. And mm. I want to press up the vinyl. That would be dope. Ooh, okay. That would be so awesome. Well, uh, you might want to check out our throwback segment because we do that on our podcast. We yeah. love we love going back hey. in time. We call it again in the DeLorean and, you know, <laughs> you know, taking it back one time and just, yep. man, really shining the light on these artists that were doing it when hip hop, you know, especially Christian hip hop was in was frowned upon, you know, by the back. Everybody, everybody yeah. you know, but there was some solid people yep. that were really like, man, spitting lyrics for God and, yep. and really doing it in, in a dope way. So, man, that would be super dope. So, uh, man, I can't. If, I love if, that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'll buy cop a few for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know? Hey, listen, this is kind of a sounding board, us chit-chatting right now. Like, I'm glad y'all said that because this is all conceptual in my head as of right now. So <laughs> the positive affirmation from you guys is making me feel like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, bro, yeah, for You know, sure. that's 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 probably something that the people would appreciate. Definitely. You know, because I don't know. I mean, you know, pressing things to vinyl is pretty risky. Mm -hmm. You know, pressing physical product in 2023 is a bit of a risk unless you have a firm, dedicated fan base. Now, yeah. I know that I can I've got scent ones I don't know if you guys are familiar with scent ones it's just the clothing arm of, mm -hmm. of go records or whatever mm -hmm. by God's grace I've been able to sell out of long sleeve tees been able to sell out of some dad hats mm -hmm. and we pressed up a decent amount of them you know like 200 plus you know 200 250 units you know in not that long of a time so even though I'm small and I don't have that much of a fan base it taught me though that the people that do follow are like me you know they want to buy the merch you know yeah. they want to physically buy you know they're not just content with you know just listening to something on spotify yeah and so that kind of gave me the idea like okay like i was able to kind of like reasonably sell this merch without too much trouble like i think i have a, a group of people gathered together that are willing to support the vinyl willing to support a cassette purchase or a cd purchase and so yeah i'm gonna take a step of faith i feel like that's where god's leading me and i want to pay homage too you feel me yeah like i just feel like how y'all felt how you just said about like the delorean stuff you feel like there's artists that people might not be aware of but they're such cornerstones and CHH man yeah, and their albums were so influential and without them those albums coming out there would be no Lucrae there would be no Halsey Ooh. there would be no you know whoever it is the top now or I don't even know to be honest with you but <laughs> you know uh, I listen to more jazz and funk than I do hip hop but I really don't know but the point stands like like for instance AI you don't know this yet but this is my homie 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 AI is the, is my homie yeah. her sure shout out to AI shout out to her shout husband out, Josh yeah. and Bella and Isaac, they're, they're the that family is the bomb. But anyway, I was talking with her as I was driving back to Cali, and we were just having great combo. And I didn't get a chance to say this to her; it just didn't come up. But I was like, "Yo," I was thinking in the back of my head, "How dope would it be to take her last album, Souls Acrylic, yeah, and release it on vinyl?" Man, I'd buy it. You mean to tell me people wouldn't buy that record on vinyl? Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. That was a classic, in my opinion. That I'd was a it. classic. That album was so good. She's like a female. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, for real. For real. Like, for real. Like, when that album dropped, I, oh man, I just wish I had millions because I would have got behind that record and just been like, here's how much money do you think you need? Let's get it out. Like, yeah. and, and there's so many records like that in CHH that get, and I'm not saying her record got overlooked, but did it get the appreciation it deserved? No. Definitely not. Um, C4 and Sayla, yeah. The Corner, 48 Hours EP. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what if we released that on vinyl? 
Oh, man, you talk starting to see where I'm going with this. Like, now. like maybe we don't. And then made you know, you guys gave me the ideas. Just now I'm talking about it. Like, yo, what if, what if I hollered at Tunnel Rats? Mm. Tunnel Rats, come on, you got T Bone, Chili Chill still out here. Uh, you know, so many. you know what I'm so saying? Long. Like, like, so what if we build momentum with our homies? So like C4 AI, like I start building momentum. You know, pressing the vinyl with the people that I already am connected with. Start kind of demonstrating, hey, we're the Christian hip hop label that's pressing all of these like classics to vinyl yeah that could potentially bleed into like maybe you know giving tunnel rats their flowers it could it could go to give, maybe giving cross movement their flowers Absolutely. there'd be a lot of politics in with the business side of stuff but yeah. well this is this is something that uh me and just talked about before and i think you know the end goal is getting the gospel out you know at the end of the day amen it should be about that and that alone so when you know i think as christian rappers i mean that's that's the point right get the music out let more the more people the hear message it, out the yeah. more me- the exactly the message is out so i think if we all look at it from that standpoint you know all that extra politics stuff should kind of go out the window but that's just what i think you know but if it were no, that simple, I, I agree with you dude 100 <laughs> i wish the rest of the industry agreed with all of us here. exactly exactly <laughs> But I will say this, though, to your point, like, yes, that, and that's the baseline of why we do what we do. You know, it's not just for hip hop or whatever, yeah. but there's nobody archiving Christian hip hop. You're right. And I feel like Go Records can be that archive. That would be dope, man. Mm. I, I, hey, there's a label Sounds like you're already the digging the crates anyway. So, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> add, them, add them to the collection. <laughs> you know, I, there's a record label in the world, a worldly record label. They're like a funk soul label. They operate like they're from the 60s but they're like current yeah. they're, they're it's really cool they're called coal mine records mm. and they press everything they do to vine wow. everything and all the artists sound like they're from previous eras so like if you were to listen to the music you'd be like oh i don't remember this song from the 70s and you're like that's because it didn't come out in the 70s it came out in 2021 <laughs> right. and you're like wait what and then they're like oh yeah it, it's really cool cool label and they are the ones that kind of gave me somewhat of this idea i guess you could say it's you know you say that because uh, uh, Duran and the Indications. I don't know if you heard yeah, Duran Jones. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> right. me, I man. thought that. Yes. I seen a video on Instagram and I thought, when did I miss this oldie? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is this is slapping right now. And, and I was coming to find out, like you said, they're just a recent band, but they got that vibe, that old soul. Like, yeah. And so, yes, man, I think there is definitely a market for that. Definitely. I think there's definitely uh, people that would be really would appreciate that. So I know you can sign us up for that. For oh, yeah, sure, for dude. sure. <laughs> and, and you know what else you can bring back? You can bring back them living room sessions because that was that had man. Them living room sessions were so dope, bro. That was a dope idea and dope concept, man, to especially bring incorporating Dayton and Naldeus and Steph and Otto and all yeah. them involved with it, too. I mean, and to put it out, actually put it out, not just on video where you can watch it on YouTube. You actually put it out through digital markets and whatnot. And I thought that was pretty dope, man, because you don't see that too often often anymore like live set. unplugged like unplugged set, yeah. sound yeah you know yep that's what we were going for too i appreciate you saying that it's cool that you're saying that because i've been toying with the idea of doing mountain sessions because mm. now i live out in cali i live out in the mountains so like and i've actually hit up some pretty high profile chh artists that follow me i wish their fans would follow me but hey um, <laughs> 
Get them to the top uh, of that no, mountain uh, and they will, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hit up some pretty high profile cats that uh, have shown me love and I, and I threw the idea their way. And I was like, hey, like, you know, living room sessions, I shared it with them. They were like, that's dope. And I said, yo, what if we did mountain sessions, same format, same cinematographer, same editing, same everything. But it's just out here in the mountains of the Sierras instead of my living room. That'd be dope. And we get like a drone guy to come out and do some drone stuff on top of like, you know, the more close up shots and that sort of thing, you know? That way it kind of like gives you that, you know, the drone shots, like an establishing shot that kind of shows you where we're located. Like, oh snap, these dudes are straight up on the side of Mountain Ridge, what the heck? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it comes into the, the close-up shots and you're like, oh dude, he's in like a forest in the middle of nowhere. That's kind of cool, you know? What I like about, uh, about that idea is that is there's some about just being out in nature, going out there and, you know, I've been through a couple of men's retreats where that's what we do. Men just get away, go out to the mountains and mm -hmm. just enjoy the presence of God and, and there's Absolutely. something about you just walking in that wilderness or walking in that and just the nature, yep. the beauty of what's around you that, yep. man, you you will really feel God's God, spirit. Huh? Yeah, right in that place. So I think, man, that could be something incorporated in that, you know, you know, just preparing for that, for that mountain session. And then just, man, letting, letting, letting what happens, happens. Man. Yeah, that, that is actually dope. I can just see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, kudos. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. That's kudos to you. That's a that's a dope idea. And so that yeah. we'll pray about it. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Like a big serious pray for me because it's gonna take finances. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for Absolutely. sure, Absolutely. for sure. You are super creative, man. To come up with these concepts, these ideas, man. You know, you know. Unfortunately, you know, you know, you in hip hop today. Like I feel like creativity in many ways has lacked with a lot of younger artists and whatnot. You know, obviously you've been you're a vet in the game. You've been in the game for a while now. I would say. You know, I I guess the thing I would like to ask is that what kind of message could you convey to like a younger generation maybe that's coming up in Christian hip hop who's you know unfortunately you know there's not a lot of role models when it comes to that generation you know really you know the older heads are really the ones to look at you got a lot of older cats that don't want to take people under their wing in a sense you know it's just you know this the music nowadays is a lot different than what we grew up on you know and uh, if we be quite honest you know and so I guess uh, what kind of advice I would say that you would offer or you can give to someone that's like up and coming you know that maybe struggles or lacks in that area that of creativity that maybe need someone to speak life into them what is something that you could share with the younger generation man find me somebody like that first of all i'd be really appreciative of a younger generation that actually wanted to it's funny man you said there's a lot of the like like the, the older cats they don't want to take people under their wing i think it's the opposite problem i that's think true. the younger generation don't want to climb under anybody's wing they don't see a need to that's true they because they've got 50,000 Instagram followers and the OG from uh, that released this project in 97 has a mm -hmm. thousand followers. And so the, the young cat looks at the somewhat irrelevant OG with only a thousand followers and they just go, why would I want to learn from him? What's the point? He's not going to help me get to where I want to go. He doesn't even know how to get there mm -hmm. himself. He can't do what I just did. So how is he going to tell me how to get to the next level? So social media has changed the landscape entirely in the sense that back in the day, art was appreciated for art regardless of its popularity yep. and because of that art could become popular on its own on its own merit but now art is gauged solely by likes and interaction on social media and so art being art for the sake of art is dying so cats that are creative like me if we're not careful we might die on the vine too and so i've had to if anything 
I feel like I need to be encouraging the OGs to kind of get with times a little bit so that they can begin to express themselves the way that we know that they can so that the young kids go, oh, I want to learn from you now. Because without, I'm telling you, there ain't, if a young kid has a more, has a greater social media presence than the OG, he's not going to want to hear from the OG. And the art might be way better. Yeah. The art might be so superior, but they're like, I have 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have 20. <laughs> Sounds like they got to be real humble about it. Yeah. They're going to have to really humble themselves in order to want to learn from the older generations. But what's really going to be the great equalizer. <laughs> you guys, if you heard the record, then you know where I'm going with this. I think the great equalizer is when they shut off social media. Mm. I mean, I mean, the moment I mean, they're already doing that with us with censorship and that sort of thing. Um, they've already kicked a lot of people off the main platforms, yeah. you know, by restricting their voices. But when you can't mention Jesus at all, when you can't talk about God mm. at all, when you can't voice your opinion, even in the littlest bit, which we're headed in that direction, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of the younger generation all of a sudden go to the older generation and say, wait a second, okay, how do we do this again? Yeah, for real. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe my predictions are all wrong. I hope my predictions are wrong, actually. I I'm really hope that that, that doesn't too. happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, I'm not like, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> like, no, like, like, oh my gosh, no way, dude. I worked so hard to just get where I'm at now. Like, I don't want them to shut the whole system off. But I mean, you never know. But anyway, the younger generation, I think too, though, for the ones that are hungry, for the ones that do fit the description you gave, yeah. I don't think there's any lacking of OGs that want to help. I think maybe how you ask for help might help or hinder your, you know, your connection with that artist, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really weird because the older generations, they have a certain way of interacting online and the younger generations have a certain way of acting online. The younger generations grew up online. Yeah. So they have like a completely like, like I've even noticed like with a lot of the cats that mess with me who are younger, you know, in their early 20s, you know, we're talking 22, 23 type cats. I've just noticed even how I have to adjust how I reach out to them. <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. The way I reach out to them and talk to them in the DMs is so different than the way I'll talk to Stefanato. Yeah, for sure. Like it's <laughs> there's like a language barrier. There's like a literal language barrier, but it's not actual words that's the language barrier. It's like this way of like connecting with people and that there's a disconnect between how young people, how they connect amongst each other and how old the older folks connect with each other. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It's like a different language. Like I, I promise you, the younger cats I talk to, I feel like I'm speaking Swahili. <laughs> or in tongues. <laughs> yeah, for real. And it's not like I'm being fake or anything. It's not like I'm not being myself, but I just, I, I've learned over, over the years you have to adjust how you communicate with certain people you know yeah. i could be more forward with some people and i have to be more reserved with some people, exactly right i gotta you know wisdom right and i'm not saying i'm all that bag of chips i'm just saying like i'm old you know i've learned i've just bumped my head a bunch so now it's just <laughs> like so i just hope that my hope though is that the younger generation does want our help you know and does see the creativity and does appreciate it yeah it hasn't happened yet to the degree i wish it would but hey it is what it is the hope is there you know the hope is, <laughs> the hope is alive exactly <laughs> no, yeah. but I want to shout out some young cats though. I want to shout out. I, I feel like Ty Brazel has really like, like creatively wise. I also, and it's obviously a style of music that I don't produce or make or anything. So I'm trying to like, you know, give kudos to like different things that mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily naturally gravitate towards. But like watching him, seeing him, experiencing him, I'm like, yeah, like, like I appreciate his creativity. And then this dude named Elias, mm-hmm. he's a uh, graphic designer, like 3D designer. Um, he doesn't do music 
music or anything like that, Elias Vargo. Shout out to you, Elias. He's actually done the album cover artwork for Ty, for a bunch of other people. Okay. He's tied in with Indie Tribe, I think is okay. their name. I'm okay. not really hip to those guys too much, but Indie Tribe, he's tied in with those cats. He does a lot of visual work for them. He's a young up and coming artist. Shout out to Elias. He's super dope. There's been some cats that I feel like have really, oh, um, Reach Records. What up, RG's last project? You know what I mean? Beat switches. Yeah. Halfway through the song, the beat switches. You feel me? Like his stuff with, you know, intros, interludes. Like I really appreciated his his album. You know, it's like I said, it's not something I would naturally gravitate towards, but I took a listen to it and was like, yo, okay. Like this is different. Like he's not just, just riding trends. He's making his own thing, you know? Yeah. He's developing his own sound, I mm -hmm. guess you could say. And I, I definitely appreciate that. And I'm sure there's cats I'm missing. I'm sure there's younger cats and I'm missing too. I'm just not as clued in these days, but yeah. Yeah, one, I don't comes, know. one comes to mind for me. He just dropped an album this past weekend is uh, Bats. Ah, that's a cat that I'm familiar with because Dayton's worked with them, but I don't really know him all like that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check him out, man. He just dropped a new okay. album called Shook and Jive. And I, okay. I will say he's young too. I think he's only like 20, 21. And uh, oh, man, wow. he really brought, like talking about you, like bringing the element of bringing like albums back. Like Dope. he dropped a phenomenal album. And so Dope. definitely, man, check that out, man. Whenever you get a chance, man. Shout out Bats. Definitely, Word. definitely, man. So man, just kind of get into some, you know, you were sharing about, you know, with Go Records and just trying to launch that, but also kind of being used as like an engine for like outreaches and ministering out, you know, and going out. You know, I've seen recently you've been you've done some outreaches uh, at like, you know, for like skateboarding events, things of that nature and whatnot. And so even recently, I think you were doing you were putting together some like vinyl uh, listening sessions and things like that and whatnot. And, and so I always look at those opportunities as they can easily be opportunities if the doors open man to minister to people in those in those type of uh, elements and settings and whatnot obviously it's not like church uh, setting type of uh, event type of thing but you yeah. know it's like taking the church outside of the four walls and bringing that gospel to people and in, in their own element in a sense you know and so yes. if you could speak about that man you know i've really been seeing you uh kind of doing that and you know taking it out going out to la and even where you're at right now currently too you know and if you could speak about that a little bit man that'd be great i appreciate you recognizing that man yeah it's you know go records is more than just a record label for sure you know it's an excuse to go do a bunch of out cool outreaches and engage people you know I'm a, I'm a skater kid you know i grew up skating it's how i got into drugs it's how i got into alcohol it's how i got into you know worldly music it's it's how i got into everything you know that got me in trouble with skateboarding <laughs> essentially yeah. and so you know i feel an obligation to uh to go reach the kids that were like me when I was young, you know, get out there. You know, I kind of have like a look about me. My hair is real long, the way I dress, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever. But it helps me blend in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, I don't look like a preacher, man. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> I don't roll up to the event with a three piece suit on and a high and tight haircut, you know, and some black shiny shoes. Like I show up looking like one of them, you know, yeah. and um, when, when we go to these things and do these outreaches, man, it's really it's not about like coming back home and being like, we got 17 conversions. <laughs> like, nah, like, it's like, like I said before, like one plant seed, you know, one water seed yep. and God brings one harvest, but God brings the increase. And I feel like evangelism in America has been relegated towards people making conversions on the spot. Now that's important. So I don't want to, and sorry if I minimized the importance of that with my sarcasm before, but there's, that's important. That's important. So I don't want to, I don't want to downgrade Definitely. that. 
But the way people get to that point, but where they're ready to make the switch at the meeting, at the church building, is because there was a ton of people like me and you who went out into their daily lives, interacted with them in their daily lives, and planted those seeds and watered those seeds. Yep. And Mr. Evangelist Man came into town and they were primed, they were ready, Holy Spirit spoke to them, all the seeds that the person planted, all the seeds that other people have been watering, all began to manifest into this moment of harvest where the evangelist could come in like a sickle and just be like, bam, and scoop up all the lost souls. And we rejoice over that, yay. But my ministry is more like prepping people for that moment. Mm. And we we always have that those moments too. There's people we lead, you know, lead to Jesus all the time, you know. But by God's grace, I've been I've recognized how not to judge my ministry based off of how many people we've led to Christ. We judge our ministry by the intention of our obedience. Amen. You know, like if God tells us to go here, we gotta go. You know, if God tells us to go at this place, we gotta go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about like how many souls did we win. It's more about like how much impact did we make in that moment? And did we represent Christ well in that moment? And did we love on people for who they are like Christ would in that moment? And it's been a blessing, dude. We go down to Venice Beach, and I mean, it's just the wildest area. I mean, you go down to Venice, it's like, just take a whiff. It's like, well, I almost got a contact eye just breathing down there. <laughs> you know, it's just the most crazy group of people. It's all these hippies and druggies and homeless people and skateboarders and artists and graffiti artists. It's just the, the crazy. And then it's a bunch of foreign people, you know, visiting from other countries. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, and then there's Muscle Beach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like there's just this mishmash it's like a circus venice beach is like a circus so we come to the middle of this clown show with jesus yeah. and we want to reach these people and let them know how much they're loved and the easiest way we found to do that is by meeting people's needs where they are mm -hmm. and so in skateboard culture it might look real different than you know african culture when you when missionaries go to africa if they're worth their weight in salt, they'll do some prep work about the culture that they're going into. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They'll figure out ways, like I've got a lot of friends that are missionaries and they do like missionary work in third world countries where people have never heard the gospel before. And they call those unreached people groups. Mm -hmm. You know, when a bunch of white people show up to a, a, a some tribe in Africa that speaks its own language and has spoke its own language for hundreds of years and has never been reached by, you know, an outside group of people ever. And then we pop up like, hey, we're here to preach Jesus to you. Like these people are skeptical. These people are like, who are you? Mm -hmm. These people are like, why should I trust you? Like, mm -hmm. and missionaries know, they know that they've got to do their research before they show up and they have to make a peace offering. The moment they hit the scene, you better have a peace offering mm -hmm. to show them that you're there for, with good intentions yeah. so that they don't kill you. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm being serious. Yeah. So my friend Ellie, she was going to these little island countries off of Africa and they would fly in on a little prop plane, like a little puddle jumper prop plane, this little island. Her and her other friends would get off the plane, you know, and you know, be five of them, and they would have rice, rice, bags of rice, because they figured out that this one little tribe or whatever, they, like rice is everything for them. It's like the lifeblood of their, you know, existence is this form of rice or something. And so they showed up with tons of it. Mm. And they just gave it out. Like, and, and the first trip to the island was handing out the rice. Mm -hmm. 
There was no gospel presentation. There was no stage and lights. There was no, you know, hey, folks, come on out. Like, what? Like, no, there's not. It was like they gave them rice and they pieced back out. Mm -hmm. The next time they came, it was with rice. But then they got to sit down with the chief and they got the blessing from the chief to be amongst their people. Then they leave. Then the next time they come, more rice. Mm -hmm another meeting with the chief but this time now they're getting time with the villagers one-on-one now they're getting time to help build some huts now they're getting some time to dig some holes and build some trenchways for some water you get what i'm saying and slowly but surely they win these people's trust through the love of jesus and then comes that convergence moment where their hearts and their minds are open to hearing what they have to say because they know that they love them and that they're there for their benefit. Now, what's different between this unreached people group on this island in Africa and these hippie kids growing up in Venice Beach? Mm, They're an unreached people group, too. Yeah, that's true. And if they grew up in atheist, paganistic households, then they might as well be the the people from Africa. Like, oh, okay, cool. They walked past the church every day when they were young. That doesn't mean they were churched. Yeah. You know, like when pastors are like, America is a churched nation. I'm like, at one point, yes. And maybe people over 40, yes. But like the younger generation is might as well be an unchurched generation. So yeah, you might as well sure. treat them like such. So when I pop up the Venice Beach, I'm popping up with rice the yeah. first time. I'm not popping up like, hey, turn a burn, kids. Take it from me, a washed up old skateboarder that's now a Christian. Like, <laughs> what? They're going to be like, who are you, bro? East out of here, bro. We yeah. your speakers. Yeah. I have to show up with rice. Yeah. So I show up with bags of chips. I show up with water bottles. And I show up with good music. Mm-hmm. And I show up playing music for them. And, I, and, and, and just showing love, handing out chips to the kids that are hungry, you know, passing out bottles of water to the kids that are thirsty. And you better believe that when they grab a bag of chips or a, or a bottle, we let them know exactly why. We say, hey, man, we're just here to let you know Jesus loves you, man. Exactly. And they go, oh, oh, okay, cool, bro. Cool, cool. And they walk off with their little bottle or their little bag of chips. But boom, seed planted. There you go. You know? And and then my homie, shout out to my homie, Big Face, Mr. Big Face from L.A. I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a track yeah. rapper from L.A. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does haircuts, though. Okay. So he, he partners with Go Records every time we do a Venice Beach outreach. And he brings a bunch of barbers from his barber school. And we'd be handing out, you know, free haircuts. So that's kind of like rice. You know what yeah. I mean? That's our version of rice. And so, we, so our plan is to keep going back there, keep bringing rice every time we do, but slowly and surely start working with the chiefs in that village. And slowly but surely get you know start helping the people in that village and you know it's a slower process than turn or burn with a megaphone but i think it's a more fruitful one amen, amen brother well i mean yeah. that, as you're saying all that i i'm i'm just in my spirit popping up is our pastor pastor sergio i think he yeah. has the same heart <laughs> yeah definitely for, for the community for you know reaching souls and setting that example so uh i, I know he's a big big fan of you i, I believe he's even been <laughs> in communication man. with you shout out to pastor sergio man i feel like that dude's constantly leading leaders mm-hmm. yes Yes, Definitely. absolutely. Because uh, he's, he's, he's uh, always getting shipped off somewhere around the world to do some sort of leadership conference with some pastors.
pastors in some crazy countries, dude. Homie going to Ukraine right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Jesus yeah. is calling you when you when you got a when you're going to Ukraine. Yeah. So and and you know you want to talk about go. That man will go. Go. Yeah, definitely. You know. So uh, and I don't know if you noticed, know but you know Pastor Sergio, he, he he's he's from South Sac, but he is a uh, he got some bars himself, man. You know. So oh no, he slept me on that. <laughs> We'll say that. We'll say that for the for for the one on ones, and you get to hear, man, that boy. And I give, I always say this about him, man. He's the reason why I got into Christian hip hop because I, when I got saved, I, I thought, you know, man, there ain't nothing. I don't want to listen to some of this stuff because it's just gonna bring me back to a certain place. I'm trying to go somewhere different. But he mm-hmm. he introduced me to Christian hip hop, man. He's like, you know, there's there's some stuff out here, mm-hmm. you know. And then he he and so I really give him a lot of love for keeping me on that path at that certain time because that hip-hop did it for me yeah you know i'm a lover of music i know what it's like to make music i i love music i love hip-hop so for that to be presented to me at that time was really i, I think instrumental in keeping my path towards god and so uh but yeah pastor sergio man as you're talking like all this ministry stuff and, and just bringing the rice man we've we've done that constantly i've been yeah. in the mission field with yeah. him you know we've been to so many countries he's been to over 100 countries he's mm-hmm. yes he's he's done leadership classes and all that you know he's a well-seasoned you know, man of God, you know, and, 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 and that's somebody that, that, you know, deserves all the flowers and all the love. So shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, I pray that, you know, wherever he's at right now, God has his hand over him and yep. just bless him right now. And, and Pastor Troy, who he's with in the Ukraine and, yeah. you know, so much love to that. But to getting to one more question, man, we always like to ask everybody, you know, how were you even introduced to hip hop? You know, how did the, the music part in, or how did you even get into hip hop? Yeah, no doubt, man. Shout out to Pastor Sergio for show. Man, dude, I'm still tripping on the fact that I just saw today he's going to Ukraine. I'm just tripping on that. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, uh, a lot of my homies that are missionaries, I promise you, when we get to heaven, there's going to be so many people we've never heard of. Yeah, for real. Who have like gone to some remote place in the world, sacrificed literally every dream that they've had in this life, put it all in the back burner to go serve like that. I just, I don't know, man. I got special place in my heart for people like that so but uh yeah how did i get into hip-hop man i got into hip-hop through skateboarding skate videos man back in the day you had to go to a skate shop you had to be cool enough upon entry of the skate shop for them to even pay you any mind and sell you anything because if they felt you weren't cool they weren't even going to sell you anything that's how bougie it was back in the 90s (laughs) and then if you were cool enough they would hip you to what videos were popping at the moment hey this video's popping with this brand this video you probably want to check out this video and so the cats the ogs at my local skate shop put me on man to uh, a vintage skate video called shorties fulfill the dream shout out to chad muska for any skate heads out there mm. and then another one was uh world industries which is like so demonic like now that i'm saved i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> can't believe i watched that but uh world industries their logos like a like literally like a devil with a pitchfork slip their logo <laughs> So World Industries Trilogy, the video called Trilogy, those videos had Gangstar, Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying? All these Tribe Called Quest, all these classic 90s hip hop groups in them. And I loved how the dudes looked. I loved like the shoes they were wearing. I loved like the the baggy cargo pants, which I still wear to this day that they were wearing. Um, I just love the fits. I love the music. And I was just like, and I love skateboarding. So I was just like, yo, what is this? And so it caused me to like, you remember, uh, I'm, I'm a date whoever's in the room over 40. Y'all remember like 
CD stores, like coconuts. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to go scrape up my little change that I got from cutting lawns or doing whatever chores I was doing, my little allowance. And I would beg my mom to take me up to Coconuts. And I had written down the names of the artists from the skate videos. And I would go to I would go to the dude at Coconuts and be like, hey, man, I'm looking for this. And be like, all right, cool. So he'd walk me down the aisle, show me where it was at. And that was, the rest is history, man, you know? And then, I, you know, Gangstar Moment of Truth was like a big, big album for me. Yep. And I just remember flipping that album over and and seeing that DJ Premier produced all the track. Mm -hmm. And so I just went and started looking for any artist that DJ Premier had worked with. And then I realized Pete Rock, and then I went and looked, okay, who's Pete Rock worked with? Da -da -da -da. And so basically what Spotify does for us naturally through the suggested thing at the bottom are artists like, yeah. back in the day, yeah. you actually had to do that research yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> digging the crates and, once again. Yeah, digging in the crates again, dating myself again, but hey, Man, it is what it is. Yeah, that's no, how that, I came that, to that, How did you guys come That's an art, you know, digging in those crates. Is, it's it's really a, I mean, we do that now by doing exactly what you're doing. We're digging in those crates, exploring new artists. And, yeah. you know, I think that is one of the positive things uh, as far as the streaming stuff that, uh, that that is pretty cool, you know, so. And I'm not anti-streaming, by the way. I actually love it. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Spotify fiend. Yeah. <laughs> like that little, like, thing at the bottom that shows you all the, the artists that are, I, I live by that little yeah. Like, I've discovered so much dope music by doing that. So shout out to the curators of Spotify. Yeah, yeah, shout out. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here at Elevate Life Radio is we're trying to, you know, expose people out there that listen to artists that maybe they never listened to before. You know, there's so much music nowadays. I mean, weekly, there's there's weekly music being played, you know. Mm -hmm. And the only downside to that is just how fast it's moving. That kind of a, a good message or a good song might get lost mm -hmm. in, 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 you know, a very fast time because yeah. the next one's coming the next one so we're kind of you know we're kind of being Thanks. bombarded a little bit that's why i appreciate the whole album structure and, and doing that because nowadays th they're not dropping they're dropping singles every 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 yeah. uh you know every week mm -hmm. instead of actual projects so that's why I, I really have a lot of respect for the whole album and structure and all that but yeah man this is what it's about elevate life radio we're here with cephas in the building just james man we appreciate your time brother yeah man great really conversation likewise man likewise yeah thank you for the detailed questions I pre like I said before I appreciate y'all really listening to the album man it's, it's an honor so thank you that's right so if you guys haven't heard the album yet it's called The Resistance album cover work is crazy crazy got that uh, <laughs> Stan Lee little effect going yeah. on there you know that superhero stuff so but it's, it's just a dope dope album I, I really do uh, suggest you guys go ahead and stream it yep. Spotify Apple Music wherever you wherever you get your music from go ahead and look that up big Shout out to Cephas. Go Records coming here soon. Mountain Sessions maybe in the works. <laughs> I mean, let's go. We got vinyl presses talked about. I, I mean, know. man, such such a, a dope dope content and stuff to come. So, yep. you know, we appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate you guys too, man. Thank you for keeping your ear to the streets and uh, giving underground artists like myself, you know, time to express ourselves on air, man. That's It's special. So thank you guys. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you got to hear first on Elevate Life Radio. Let's go. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Cephas. And when I want to listen to some dope music, I'm tuning in to Elevate Life Radio. Huh.